Salud mi gente. Welcome to the House of Liberation, where we come to reclaim our hearts, our magic, and our sovereignty. This is Kohenet Ya with today's message, Meyale Dit, Midwife, help bring new things into being. If you've been midwifing new things all over the place, now it's time for you to be midwife. You ready? I know that I am. And here's the thing, I think sometimes, depending who we are, we can get so engrossed and immersed in our lives and in what's present. I know that one of the things I've been noticing lately, and and you may have noticed through some of my talks and some of my posting, that I've been going on a deeper excavation of my neurodivergence. And one of the things that has become really present for me is how um, it can be challenging to ensure that you have support in the different areas of your life uh, because you move at such a quick speed or you may, you know, your the demands on your life may be so, um, well, sometimes they just may be a lot and sometimes they're extraordinary, right? Because we may be going through things. And so I, I wanted to say, or rather I was going to say like, oh, it's easy to dismiss or it's easy to overlook, but I don't think that that's what's happening. Honestly, sometimes I find even myself where I'm like, I don't necessarily, at times I may, I may find it hard to find qualities in others that would be something I'd want to bring in intimately to support me. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't mean that with shade, but it is really a, a mindfulness practice to watch who we actually bring in to midwife us, actually bring in to support us. Like what, what is their particular embodiment? And I think about this because as a, as an entrepreneur, um, and a priestess and a healer, all the things, right? There's these ways that we we set it up so that we're looking for what we're looking for in another is that they are externally living the outcome that we desire. And that's what we say, which makes a lot of sense, right? It's like, hey, I want to go in this direction, then the person that I'm going to have support me or mentor me uh, needs to be a couple of steps ahead of me in that. And I think that that makes, you know, plenty of sense. But at the same time, it can be really disorienting because you think you're signing up for one thing. You think you're doing one thing. And because it needs to be marketed, because it needs to be, you know, communicated in a way that... Uh, and I'm saying this as like a very like generalized idea, right? That when you have a business and when your business is either services based or product based in terms of you're the the key component of that um you know the world or the system wants you to market yourself wants you to hype yourself up so that you get purchases or you get sales and i think that there's a way that that can be done without it being a distortion or without leading people on into something that they um 
might not receive. And so it becomes sometimes challenging and challenging to discern uh, what is the real deal, McCoy? Now, now bear with me that I'm saying this with recognition that your intuition will tell you, but if you are used to overriding your intuition so that uh, you can achieve your goals, and I think I've seen I've seen this actually really a lot, um, because again it's just the construct and our conditioning demands of us you know we, we're like we're going to set goals and we're going to set five-year goals we're going to do all of these things and then we're going to align everything to those things right but never really evaluating the spirit of a thing or the energy of a thing and i think to evaluate the spirit of a thing or the energy of a thing you have to be able to really pay attention and track how the person is showing up, how the institution, the organization is actually showing up, not so much what you need from it. And I think that sometimes that's how needs can really clout judgment and hijack things. And I talk about this with folks a lot because I think that if you if you don't, if you are not well practiced in identifying your needs, knowing what they are, they are sneaky little fuckers literally <laughs> because they will find other ways to do it and if you're like a super intellectual person then it'll be hyper intellectualized if you are a very per a person who's like very kind of simple and grounded in the way like you approach the world and the way you approach life then it'll hijack to get your need met in a very like what to you may be seem innocuous simple way but it's actually not. <laughs> it's actually your your perspective is hijacked by the need that's gone unmet. However long it's gone unmet is how much trickier and much more interwoven it is into things because it has to mask. For example, if you particularly have a need, um, I you know, examples and metaphors, God has helped me. Um, if you have a need for words of affirmation, let's let's say that your love language, you have needs for words words of affirmation. Excuse me, and you are not particularly aware of that, and are not particularly practiced in ensuring that those particular needs get met. They will uh, show up in other ways, right? So what will happen? This distortion of that can be that you constantly need to be complimented or you constantly are seeking the validation or it can show up as you are um, in your relationships you place you place this really high demand on receiving that to the point that it stresses your relationships because you're so hungry for it right and I think that when you're in that position where you're you're feeling hungry for something, this is my language because uh, it's a very like um, <laughs> primal to me needs and and when they're not met, the feeling that arises from that to me presents as like being hungry for something uh, or rather ravenous for it. And so it'll sneak up in other ways. And and I think that sometimes it's hard to find mentors and it's hard to find. Uh, coaches or whatever you want to call it that really align with you or that are 
uh, fully embodied in their personal practice because of all the facades, right? Because of all the layers in between you and the person, between you and um, the distinction between what you're needing and what you what your basic need is and then what your need is on some sort of external level. So there's my basic need uh, to be midwife and then there is my need to be midwife in my business, my need to be midwife in my priestessing, for example, or right, so on and so forth. And so I think that there's an opportunity here with this meyeledet. If you are a person who is actively supporting, bringing new things into being, and, and in many ways, it can be so easy to support others in that and be under-resourced or not resourced at all yourself. And I know that for me, I find myself in a place that I live in so many intersections of identities and experiences that at times it is difficult to find someone who, who has the capacity via experience, not expertise, via experience to hold the multiplicity of how I move or how I am in the world. Having said that, having been somebody who, who, or being somebody who is willing to support other people's midwifing process and midwifing other people, I'm so freaking ready to call that in and to open myself to receive that, um, open myself to experience that in a different way now than ever before because as a person who you know, the more, um, and it's interesting too to me that the more uh, worn down you are, the more present uh, the places of your needs, where you have needs show up. And also as a neurodivergent person, there's this part around like, the more burnt out I am, the more exhausted I am or shut down I am, the more I realize where where are the places where there, there may be support lacking? Or what is it that I need support in? And I used to be like, I don't know what I need support in, right? Um, <laughs> and so like, because it's so close to me, it's my nose, right? And so then I realized that when I'm extraordinarily exhausted, which because that's what, what it takes, I find myself um, noticing the things that need support that otherwise fall by the wayside because I'm exhausted. Um, because I can't like show up for that anymore. And that itself is an opportunity to be in noticing. So today's message is really about a couple of layers, giving yourself permission to reach out for midwifing, um, to be midwifed yourself, um, and also to be in noticing of where you actually need uh, support. And third, really taking the time to discern whether the person that you're allowing in such an intimate space to inform and impact that, uh, if they are in, in their integrity and if they're, uh, very basic language here, mission and vision and how they're showing up is actually in congruence with how they're showing up. And this is why to me it's really important in my personal like um in my personal uh you know experience and embodiment um i try to keep it as real as possible right and it, what i mean by as real as possible because it sounds awkward to say it like that 
But what I mean by that is that I can, I can actually share and be where I'm at. And sometimes that's challenging because there is this piece around like, how do you, how do you want to impact people on your platform? But there's also this, I am not interested, I'm not selling an idea. And that's the difference when you are here to do a particular work. I'm not selling an idea. What people are paying me for is actually the reciprocity of being able in this dimension to have the time, the space, the fluidity, the uh, presence to show up in support for you, to show up in support for our collective transformation, right? And that the way that, that I can be most fully present in bringing my gifts, my particular gifts to the world is by getting support, if you will, right? Paying my light, paying my rent, paying my things. That is That is what people are paying for, right? It's like actually really basic. It's a basic human thing. But if my orientation was that I'm selling an idea, then I would have to create such a curated brand, a curated vision of that in order to maintain that particular, right? Like illusion or, or a piece, whatever it is. But because I'm not interested in that, I'm not selling an idea. My thing is I'm showing up to priestess. I'm showing up as a priestess in all my human complexity to support the transformation, the healing, the, the change, and the presence of my community, right? So that to me, there's such a distinction in that. And so it allows for this idea that what you see on my platform, what I share is, is real stuff. I don't try to make things pretty when they're not and at the same time i recognize that everything holds multiplicity so to just hyper focus on the the bullshit the crazy shit the nasty shit would also be a disservice but to conceal those aspects are also challenging i was recently having a conversation with someone and i was telling them how there's when you have a lot of you know tra traumatic narrative in your storyline there's a way that your brain has to compensate for how much, you know, quote unquote, bad stuff you've experienced. And you have to like, it's it's timeline jumping like a motherfucker in order to go go back and grab the good things and and be in that place in order to have a relationship with whatever your history was. And I was like, talk an example would be like my mother. I love my mother. I miss my mother. There are so many things and so many places that we had deep connection and wonderful relationship, right? And then there is a lot of darkness. There are the beatings. There are a lot of things that have happened that also were extraordinarily painful. And because I knew, I intrinsically knew that I was going to need to heal. And the reason I would need to heal and not heal to be as if nothing ever happened but that to me, healing is to be able to still be in my sovereignty and my agency to be able to still love, to be able to still feel. I was going to need to be able to take the good stuff and hold on to that because the bad stuff outweighed the good stuff and the bad stuff, right, uh, created such an impact that you can't, you can't, you kind of can't 
ignore it, if you will. If you do, it's disassociation, which we do use that as a tool for survival, as a tool to deal with realities that are challenging. And so I was explaining to him how there's a part of you that has to has to adjust that so that you can even survive it. And he was trying to encourage me, you know, that the bad has to also be held as well. And it wasn't a matter of not holding the bad. What it really was or is rather is that you have to be able to recognize that there is the past that you experienced impacted your view and perspective and also your ability to identify, locate, and meet your very basic human needs because of the trauma and the distortion and the way trauma distorts. So in order for you to be able to like make sense, make alchemy, you will create a story, literally, and this is what's so fascinating to me, because you will create a story. It's the story that you need whenever you need it. If the story you need is to tell the truth, the horrid truth about something, and it irritates the dickens out of you for somebody to be like, yeah, but you got to focus on the positive. And you're like, I am going to poke your eye out, <laughs> right? Like, because I don't want to focus on the positive. I, this is what happened because there's anger because there, it hasn't been witnessed, right? It hasn't been addressed by the person that created the harm. So you have to allow people to have that because they have to work through it. A person, ha a person has to work through that. You either get sick and tired of being sick and tired or you stay sick and tired because you build a relationship with sick and tired that you like <laughs> because it gives you something. It's meeting a need. Same thing with if you hyper-focus on positivity, it's, this, it's the same dynamic. Either, either extreme arrives at the same outcome because if you're hella positive, and you ignore the shadow and you ignore the darkness you experience, there is a way that you are entirely disconnected from the impact of trauma at a cellular level because it lives in your body as story. So I say all of this to really bring us to the place of recognizing that our needs and our power to create story and and things going unmet create a certain type of lens that will not allow you to really judge and discern a person accurately, both their light and their shadow, because your need is actually creating either rose-colored glasses or tinted ones that you can't see shit. <laughs> so so the, the balance of that is that in order to allow people to come into our lives at such an intimate, in such an intimate way to midwife you into a place, a different place and a new beginning, it does, it, uh, discernment is necessary. But I think also don't, let yourself be stopped by also your perception that you haven't found anybody because I think that that gets in my way sometimes where I'm like I don't this person looks great but I'm not sure and of course if there are other things in the way then or other things that are challenges then that's present as well but having said all of that it's really about allowing yourself to be in a season a season a season 
a season where you yourself get to be midwife. You get to be supported. Not once in a sporadic, but actually in a consistent way that edifies your soul, that rebuilds you or builds you up, and that allows you to birth new things without having to do both. Midwife yourself and birth the thing so that your attention is undivided and you're present in a way that's beautiful, healing, and powerful. So that is my message for today. I hope that it was generative for you and nourishing. And, um, and I'll talk to you again soon. Adios. Have a wonderful day. Again, don't forget to go to the website and sign up for my newsletter as I continue to kind of align myself and, um, and a shift, I want to make sure that you're able to get access to the things that will be upcoming with my work. And if you want to book a session, you'll find the information there as well. If you want to get a kit, because we are in the season of Elul, if you want to get a beautiful bath salt, oil, incense, all personalized for you kit. Again, you can hit the website up. You'll find it in the store um, along and you can just like, or just get an oil. There are so many ways that I'm here to support your reclaiming of yourself in new ways. So be sure to head to the website and have a beautiful day. Actually, it'd probably be helpful just in case, www.thehouseofliberation.com. And also because if you're on the newsletter, that'll allow you to be like front seat, front seat type of situation. <laughs> and if if for any reason social media, the you know, the posting on social media slows down, you're still abreast because you're connected deep in the house. All right. So have a beautiful day and I'll talk to you soon again.